0: get all meta about it for a minute when you think about your birth Mm -hmm. like don't get don't get swamped in the little minutiae details but like get meta Mm -hmm. if you zoom out at the end of the day what really matters what really matters what are your values and your vision here Mm -hmm. um and can you get that even if things don't go the way that you ideally want them to go Holy Wild Birth is a podcast embracing the reclamation of giving birth, rooted in God's original design,
1: undisturbed. Here, we share Helmer's stories highlighting God's presence as the great midwife, as well as conversations about all aspects of a holistic, spirit-led, childbearing year. From the perspectives of myself, traditional midwife Lauren Hall of Rooted and Eden Private Contract Association.
0: And me, holistic doula and birth keeper Brooke Collier of Sister Birth.
1: To choose a holy wild birth journey is to consecrate all your decisions unto the Lord.
0: And to reclaim creation unadulterated by centuries of human attempts to control and improve upon what God has already called good.
1: Please remember, birth is not a medical event, but a natural process. We are not your care providers, and this should not be taken as medical advice.
0: Hi, sisters. Welcome to another episode of Holy Wild Birth. In this episode, we're going to talk about birth plans. Ah, who hasn't heard of those? (laughs) But of course unsurprisingly, Lauren and I are gonna kind of turn the birth plan thing upside down and shake it out, kind of pull apart where it came from, why people are doing it, and whether or not it even applies or makes sense in home birth situations, as well as some alternative ways of getting clarity and confidence about how you're going to move into your birth and what's going to be included in the way that you birth. So, grab a cup of coffee, sit down and give a listen. Hey friend, how are you? I'm doing good, sitting by my new wood burning stove.
1: Nice. Feeling the winter cozy. How are you? I'm doing good. Getting tired a little bit in this pregnancy, but yeah. we're 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 getting there. Having to realign and make sure I'm taking care of myself and practicing what I preach.
0: (laughs) Uh huh. That reminds me that we should probably get you to do an episode at some point about your pregnancy journey so far, like I did when I was pregnant with Gil. Yeah,
1: we should do that. That would be fun. We should definitely do that. Share my (laughs) stories. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, what are we talking about? Well, we're not talking
0: about your pregnancy in depth today. Today, we're going to talk about birth plans, which, um, We just want to start off by saying everyone has heard this term. And um, as you might predict from Lauren and I, we're going to kind of go a different direction with it. But first, let's talk about what we think about when we think about birth plans, um, kind of in mainstream world, if you will. I think it's come to be known as basically this usually one to two page, ideally, but sometimes they're much longer (laughs) document with kind of a list of priorities, preferences, like limits, boundaries often mostly centered around the external environment in your birthing space and which hospital procedures and protocols you are and are not okay with um, at what times. And it's meant to be a document one hands over to the care team upon admission to the hospital, or I suppose when your midwife gets to your house, although you don't see them used at home birth quite as much. But it really yeah. is a document that was, they started, I was just doing some research about this. They came um, they started becoming popular in the 80s, really, um, as kind of part of this movement of women beginning to say, you know, what? actually, we've probably given over more power to the obstetric model than we actually want to. So let's start like, like just putting our foot down and asserting that we actually have some rights and some choices here again. So, so it really was born out of a response to things that were happening in the medical world. Um And they have become so popular and so widespread that now you talk about women making them at home births too. Um, But it really is a medical document. I think the mainstream version of it is a medical document.
1: Yeah, Yeah, or it's speaking to a medical world. It's speaking to a medical world, and also very for me. I have always found them to be very like negatively focused. Um, They're not about what she actually wants, even though that's what she. You know, that's what the mainstream world is saying it is. But when you really get into it, it's just a checklist of like, no, I don't want that. No, I don't want that. No, I don't want that. No, don't do this to me. No, don't do this to my baby. And it's mm-hmm. it's very like abrasive almost to be handed like this list as a provider. Um, I can, you know, like, can you imagine? Like, I don't have a relationship. It's not being built on relationship. It's not being, it's just this like. Almost. Very honestly, a victim mind mentality that's coming from this place of, I'm not able to walk in my authority. So I'm just going to tell you this and a very just like, this is my boundary. Don't cross it. Don't do it. And then there's no like communication. There's no Mm -hmm. like, this is my heart. And this is why I don't want that. You know, in these situations, we would need to have these conversations. You know, like there's no, there's no, it's just a yes, no, you know, like, it's like, there's no room for it to be actually cultivating anything um besides abrasive bullet points, you know? It's just kind of weird. Right. Um, it's always like it shuts down
0: the opportunity for in real time conversation by yeah. having predetermined a lot of things you will and won't do before you're even in the situation, which really doesn't make right. sense because that's not how birth works. Like you don't know yeah. what you're gonna face and whether or not the choices you wrote on your paper when you were six months pregnant are still gonna work for you or make Sense for you in I the middle of labor, yeah. but it's right. like you've said to your care provider by handing them this document. I've already decided, case is closed, the conversation's over. Right. Um, so it's it's and also honestly, like even though I really understand why they happen, especially in the hospital, sure, it, it really communicates not like a lack of trust. Like I don't trust yeah. you, so yeah, because I don't trust you to do your job well, I'm going to tell you how to do your job for me. Um, mm-hmm. and I got to thinking about it more, like. Your care provider themselves should honestly be part of your birth plan in the sense that <laughs> you can't, like, pick an OB and then hand them a document that spells out for them how to act like a birth keeper because right. they're not <laughs> going to be that. That's not who they right. are. If you want a birth yeah. keeper, hire a birth keeper or, a like, birth or anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. let your birth plan match the provider you have because the provider is a big part of your birth plan. Um Right.
1: As is the environment. Like, you know, like. Uh
0: huh. Yeah. You wouldn't pick Lauren and then tell her to, like, do things that OBs do. Like, hey, Lauren, I know you're a traditional midwife, but I want you to do a cesarean for me at 39 weeks if I haven't gone into labor. (laughs) Like,
1: it's absurd. Like, Like, no. No, that's not not going to happen. happen, (laughs) Or even induction. Like, okay, I want to be in, you know, I want to induce because my body doesn't. I won't I won't ever go into labor, so we need to induce because I'm thirty nine weeks and like that's not in my I won't do that. Like that's not that you're you're mm-hmm. talking to the wrong provider. If that's your beliefs and, and desires, then yeah, okay, go and go and pursue that, but not here. You know, that's not what that's not what I can cultivate. So it mm-hmm. is it should be about a relationship really it should be prenatally. Um and really I think it's comes down to like just getting you know clear like this is about um getting clear on your intentions what your goals are what you want to move toward and what you can and you know what you want to cultivate but then also with the recognition of there's only so much you can control right like yeah there's a whole lot more you can you know even set up for postpartum or cultivate an environment and get the things that you want for your birth, whether it's the birth, the, the birth space, the birth, um, keeper, attendant, midwife, OB, whatever, whoever, you know, that, that your team and, um, you know, there are some things that you have control over, but also you have to be able to relinquish the things that you can't control because, you can't control it. Like, like there's it's, mm-hmm. it's like the uh the famous serenity prayer, like God can grant me the serenity to release I can't even remember it now.
0: <laughs> to to, to, to change me. the things I can and have patience okay. with that which I can't change or something to that effect.
1: To <laughs> that effect, right? Something. Like Yeah. So we have to be able to go, okay, this is my responsibility to control. This is my mm-hmm. responsibility to cultivate, um, and this is where I can't, I can only be grounded in the Lord, and I can only be grounded in no matter what comes. I know that he's not shaken off his throne, that he is sovereign, that he is with me, that he's going to go wherever it is that we, you know, because we're just, we, we're not even promised tomorrow, much mm-hmm. less our perfectly curated birth plan. So, right. um Yeah. Birth is. I always tell my clients
0: it's an inherently unpredictable event. Mm-hmm. It never won't yeah, be for sure. So, yeah. And then in therapy land, so if, if you don't already know this, listeners, I have a master's degree in counseling, which comes in handy in certain ways. But one thing we talk about in therapy land is having an internal locus of control versus an external locus of control. So, a birth plan is really like external locus of control. It's like. I'm in this environment, and the things around me and the things happening around me are the things that are controlling how this goes. And, and when our eyes are fixed on those external things, that's called having external locus of control. And it's notoriously, it's part of what creates depressive, anxious people. Because if that's the oh. mindset someone has, and if that's what they are seeing as the center of that, that, that's where control is, it's disempowering, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. an internal locus of control is like I'm looking inside of myself at what I can control within myself. And so when we think about approaching an unpredictable event like birth, the only thing we really have left really is that internal locus of control. <laughs> so so what can you control going into an unpredictable event? And that's going to be the, the mindset and the attitude and the perspective that you choose or the values that you choose to uphold and um, like... You can be flexible then. You can say, okay, mm-hmm. this is happening. But I have set an intention in my heart that when something comes up that throws me for a loop, this is how I want to be with that. This is how I want to interact with that. Yeah. Um, or ugh, yeah, so just moving that into that locus of control to inside of yourself. So we have seen some resources yeah. out there that are really great about birth principles and birth intentions. And I love those words better or birth values even Um, Because those Mm -hmm. all get at like an internal locus of control mind, like perspective. Um, Yeah. Where, for instance, you might have a value of like respect and trust. And so if you can build respect and trust with your care team, um, then together, you know, you can navigate the things that come up that are unpredictable because you're rooted in that you trust each other, you feel safe. Um, You're going to have the conversations, you're going to figure it out together in real time. And can you see how different yeah. that feels than coming in with a laundry list of this is what you will and will not do to me. This is what can and cannot happen around me. It's super different right. energy. Yeah, absolutely.
1: You know, and it's not to say that you can't have boundaries and or you should have boundaries, right? Like, it's okay to say, I don't want this. I do want this. But if you are in that internal place, those are going to come very naturally and be a byproduct instead of like the starting place um and then you're able to have those conversations and they can know you and know what you want because of a relationship versus mm-hmm. a bullet-pointed list
0: yeah 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 and so it's kind of so it's how like zooming you- out right like right yeah huh it is yeah zooming out like yeah. Get all meta about it for a minute when you think about your birth mm-hmm. like don't get don't get swamped in the little minutia details, but like get meta <laughs> so it's like it's probably not cool to say that anymore <laughs> anyway um but like if you zoom out at the end of the day, what really matters? what really matters? What are your values and your vision here mm-hmm. um and can you get that even if things don't go the way that you ideally want them to go? That's a good question to ask yourself.
1: Absolutely. So if you're moving from this place of, I was creating a birth plan and I hear what you're saying, I do want to just be clear and I want to create that internal space. Where can our listeners start? Like, where should they go? What should they turn to? Where can mothers start in creating that internal space you're saying? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right.
0: Um, Yeah, so to begin that work of moving to that kind of internal place and and starting from there, like I already mentioned, it's that zooming out and looking at the big picture and what's like underneath all of your very specific preferences in the external environment. Um, What Mm -hmm. are your heart's desires and your values that lay under that? And what would it look like? Asking yourself, what would it look like to um, try to protect those values and that vision, Um, which might be a lot about... Like, so for some examples might be, um, it's really important to me to feel that I have autonomy throughout or that I'm respected, um, that there's collaboration, that there's open communication, that there's space to focus and get into my flow. Those would be examples of more abstract values that you can protect often, even if things don't go quite the way you hoped, like you wanted a water birth and you're not in the water. You you wanted your kids to be there at your birth and they're not, you, you know, like,
1: Okay. Even so,
0: I still have collaboration. Um, I'm still communicating with my team. We're winning on those fronts. Like I'm still Mm -hmm. making autonomous decisions. I'm still winning on that front. Um, So there's a lot of freedom in that. So there's also some resources out there, like some that Lauren and I have created and some that we're going to link to from other people who have created some beautiful resources. But one thing I made recently was um, choosing your Finding your unique birth approach is what I called it, your UBA, unique birth approach. And that's just like a workbook with some questions that are designed really to get you to ask these these questions and get clear. We talked about this in a previous podcast episode too, um, yeah. about defining birth, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And I also recently came across something by a woman named Britta Bushnell, who has some beautiful questions for helping you get in tune with your intentions. Like, what does it look like to set some intentions for your birth? Mm-hmm. Um, I just used these with one of my in real life clients the other day and we had just such a beautiful conversation that brought up some gorgeous clarity. Um, and it was like as we worked through her questions um about intentions and helping this client of mine phrase her own, the it this the the emotional state in the room changed in such a beautiful way. Mm-hmm. So she got clear and in touch about really matters on a deeper level than where her pool is set up, you know. So wow. um Yes, there's all kinds of ways to do this.
1: Yeah, go ahead, Lauren. Yeah. I love that. I've been really thinking about how to, you know, form that, especially as I think about the way of the hearth mother and those kind of, you know, I talk about like, this is a way of living and how can we, you know, when you walk through that methodology, it really does help get those intentions clear first, right? Because you're building on the foundation of our faith in Christ, um, with that. And so I'm really wanting to see this, you know, like offer that in your mind, like hold that into your, your, if you, you know, haven't listened to the way of the Heart's mother, obviously go there first and, Mm -hmm. and, and get a clarity of what I'm talking about. Um, but you know, the first step is that prayer and worship, right? It's that like, okay, this is the recognition that he's on the throne, that he's sovereign over birth, that everything that's not in my control is in his control. And I kind of press that. Yeah. I, do I, do I like, am I rested in that place? Right. Which is the next step. Um, so getting, getting really into this place of he is Lord over this earth, He mm-hmm. is um, the one guiding these steps. He's the one um, that I can trust in his ways and his plan. And then, you know, lift praying over that from that place, then you move into that. Okay. If that's firm, I can rest in that place. I can wait on him. I can be, um, as as we've been teaching our students as we go through this particular module, like that word for being still before the Lord is, is also this like helplessness, right? Like we can be helpless in our, in our world, in our life. Like you're going to come up into places that you're helpless, that you are completely out of control and you can either choose to be helpless upon yourself (laughs) And in your own power or you can be helpless before him and when he says i will not leave you or abandon you it's the same word i'm not going to be still i'm not i'm going to move on your behalf so when we wait on him he's he's moving all of heaven and earth all of his angel armies he's moving on our behalf he's not helpless we are and when we're helpless on him then we're made strong right like so Those two places can be such a good, like beginning to set our intentions well. And then you get into that, like getting curious step, which is all of these rich intention questions and all of this like heart, soul, and even the practical physical stuff that maybe are more goals, goal intentions, right? Like the things that you can manage and measure and prepare for. Um, you know, getting your birth birth kits and your postpartum yeah. plan meals and all of those things, and curating all of that is in that get curious step, and then you start looking at the outside stuff, like the ex, you know, your external engaging the the community around you and the body of Christ mm-hmm. around you. Then you start building your birth team from those places instead of okay, I've hired the I've hired my midwife or I've hired my OB. And now I'm going to try and get clear on all these other stuff. And then you find out that you don't fit and they're not aligned. And, you know, like, so if you go through that order, you get clear really on your beliefs and your values and your intentions. And you've gotten curious with yourself on all the things that you do have control over and you do want to cultivate. Then you start building your community around that birth and all the decisions that need to be made. And then you can start moving into that. Okay. This is how I'm going to live this design. This is how I'm going to set up the, the, the ideal. These are the things I need for that. These are mm-hmm. the, the practical steps I can take to nourish myself and to, you know, to do all the birth prep stuff. And, you know, there, we talk a lot about that, even in the holistic labor, um, birth, you know, holistic labor yeah. birth prep podcast. Um, and That kind of all falls into that living is designed. Like, what can you do to help to practically prep yourself, and mm-hmm. then you can start thinking about this stuff that most birth plans are talking about—the interventions—and like when right, those yeah. would be Yeah, there's all that forward. Why you would pre-work. go there? Yeah, and so really, even thinking about it, it's like that's the birth plan was starting at step six and seven and eight, <laughs> and going, I don't ever yeah. want those. And it's like, well, yeah, we don't ever we don't want to get to those places. But when you do all this other work, if God forbid you are seeing an emergency, then you're not shaken having to go to an intervention you didn't want. Um, and I think that's really what we're talking about, is like get that clarity mm-hmm. here now and in this kind of beautiful way of the heart mother that can then set you up for you know, like I say, that anointed birth that is, this is, this was his. And so he's leading this charge, not me. Um, and I can trust that he's sovereign. and He's, he's guiding me. So I think there's lots of, lots Mm -hmm. of really cool tools out there. Um, but that's really whatever tool you end up using, whether it's one that you've, Downloaded or one that your your providers are bringing to you, your doula has whatever. Like you can begin to see, okay, what step is this? What am I talking about? Yeah, and then have I done the things before this, or is this the thing mm-hmm. I need to be focusing on? And and how you can incorporate those resources that are around you.
0: Yeah, that's so great. I'm so glad you placed that all within the context of the way of the Hearth Mother. Because you're right, this, the birth plan part is not step one, two, or, and it's, but then it starts again three. So, anyway, it's good to remember that there's these things yeah. we do b- before and that that's the yeah. bigger picture.
1: Yeah. And I do yeah. want to reiterate really? Lauren
0: already kind of said this, but like, we're not saying you should not also ask for specific things about your external environment or certain things right. of your providers. Like, it's okay to make notes about that yeah. and share those. And I think it works best to share it conversationally instead of as a handover document. Mm-hmm. Like, if you make a document, yeah. that's fine. I'm a nerd. I love to make documents and I do it. But like sitting down with your midwife, for instance, and saying, can we talk through this together? It's definitely going to mm-hmm. come across different um, than you just handing them a document when you're in labor. And right. it also then keeps the conversation, the communication and the trust levels all intact. Um, yeah, and in home births, you know, hopefully you've chosen a home birth because you already know that m- most midwives, God willing, <laughs> or the midwife you've chosen, is more aligned with you than not about what really no. matters about the mm-hmm. basics of birth, and so you have some degree of like it's redundant to tell them certain things, like they're already not going to cut the cord at thirty seconds, you know, like they're like or whatever, they're not going to offer you pitocin. So some of the stuff, it's completely irrelevant. If you have things right. though that you really want to see happen, that might not be. The usual mode of operation for your specific midwife. Those are the things worth mentioning um, mm-hmm. in a document. So yeah. like for instance, if you know that yep. she usually catches babies and you really want to do that yourself, tell her that. Like she needs to know that that's really important to you. Or yeah. if you want the cord cut, not at all because you're going to do a cord burning, mention that, you know. Um, right. So birth plans look different in a home
1: birth setting, mm-hmm. I think,
0: than they do Absolutely. in a hospital. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: and I think so much of that should be like their conversations you're having in your prenatal period. If you're doing that work in that relationship. Hopefully, she's doing that work. To find out what you need, you know. And that's why I like I built the birth vision board, you know, versus the like yeah. birth plan of like, okay, what do you, I can't help cultivate your environment if I don't know what environment you're wanting, you know. Even start mm-hmm. questions. I offer up questions of like, okay, do you want like what kind of adjectives come up for you when you envision that space and that environment? Like, is it, is it bright and light and fun? Is it deep and peaceful and like, you know, relax, is it quiet? Is it solitude? Is it, you know, like what, what is it for you? You know, like I've absolutely attended. I think most of us think of the candle lit dark room, everything's quiet. (laughs) That's generally what most women want, but I have absolutely attended the women who have had beautiful, smooth labors, and they were like laughing the whole time. And they were just like,
0: mm-hmm. they were, they're
1: just that kind of personality that they didn't yeah. want. They were like, please don't be quiet. This is making me feel awkward. <laughs> like, tell me a joke, you know, like put it up stand up uh-huh. com- comedian on the TV. And like, that's who they are. And so, yeah, like, I need to know that because I'm going to come in and be quiet and be telling people to be quiet. But if you don't want that, and that's going to make you uncomfortable, that's the kind of stuff we need to talk about, right? Like the, the mm-hmm. overall things. And honestly, that can, can can be carried out no matter how the birth flows, right? Like mm-hmm. we can, there are certain things that we're able to control. How we're presenting ourselves and what kind of environment we are upholding and cultivating, yeah. no yeah. matter what is happening, you know. So, mm-hmm. yep. those are the the things. Those are the that things I that can about. stay intact.
0: They're more right. resilient. They are yes. flexible, and because they're the yeah, internal, so those stuff. are like those <laughs> principles and values. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and I do know. So, some like when people... I had my last. No. Um, Go ahead. So, when you had. Oh, when I had my last baby, my midwife asked me for a birth plan, which I wasn't actually planning to make. But she was like, I just know you have a lot of things that you probably are a little different than my average client. So, I just would like to hear what's on your mind and heart, you know? So, I made her a document and I just ended up summarizing it with a little goal statement. I was like, this is kind of like, and I think I told her, an undisturbed, mother led, family centered birth with hands off wise woman presence. That's my goal. Like, if I had to summarize it. That's the spirit Mm -hmm. of it, right? So then, like, what follows in the rest of this document is, like, some specifics that I think will help facilitate that spirit and that goal and that vision. But, like, the details are less important than that overall
1: goal. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I also know on kind of the flip side where some people will be like, well, I want a birth plan or that document written out because even though I have that relationship cultivated with my, um my midwife or I'm a free birther, so I don't need to do that. But I, what if I transfer and I don't have a relationship with people at the hospital? Like how can I, you know, communicate what I need because they don't know me. And I think that again, it goes back to like, yes, you should be able to communicate those. And, but maybe that's a bullet point for, whoever's going in there with you to be like, Hey, these mm-hmm. are the things that I know are important. Um, I'm not trying to give you a, a specifics of how to care. We're obviously here because things aren't going according to plan. Um, but mm-hmm. she does have some things that are really important. And so since she can't talk to you, I, I do know if you could like refer to me or, you know, we can have this, you can see it, but like, it's not a, put this in her chart and listen to it. You know, like it's, communication still like you can begin to still build whether you're the mom doing that or whether it's your husband or your dua um having this uh this still open line of communication recognizing just because you're going in there you, you are hiring them to help you um and so you don't have to take everything that they have to offer um you still have autonomy that's a place of internal re- internal c- control right we We talk a lot about that on our, Mm -hmm. our, uh, personal responsibility and autonomy podcast. And so like, you're still going in there just because there are providers, they don't necessarily have authority over you. They have authority over their building and what they can and can't do there. Um, but that's, you know, it doesn't have to affect you if you don't allow that. Right. Um. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I think ultimately what I'm, I'm getting off here a little bit, ultimately my, my point is if you are trying to prepare for that type of situation, a transfer, you can still do so with a heart of communication and mutual respect mm-hmm. and and talk with them like they're people, not the enemy.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's good. And even if you do have a like document prepared to take with you in event of transfer, you might consider focusing less on specific che- checklist because again like you said if you're transferring from home you're a lot of your birth plan's probably already blown because you're there because you need help you're probably not going to have right. an undisturbed hospital birth at that point you're there because you need their right. help. so you might include things on that document that are more things like these are the values that are really the most important to me like it's really important that I feel respected and that we have open communication you can write that mm-hmm. on the piece of paper they probably yeah. be like what am I reading <laughs> this is not yeah. what usually people write <laughs> yeah Um, But if they know what your heart and Um, your, like, values and intentions are, then that that appeals to their heart and wants them, mm -hmm. hopefully, makes them want to come alongside of you to meet you there and respect that because it it just feels like a softer way to come in um, asking Mm -hmm. for what you need,
1: I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And thanking them for being there because if you're there and it wasn't planned, Mm -hmm. I mean, you can show them gratitude of, like, I'm really thankful that I had you to turn to. And so this isn't my plan and I might be feeling X, Y, Z here. These are my, these are the things that I really hope to, to keep intact. You know, I do have even be vulnerable. I do have medical trauma. I do have, I did not have a great birth experience in the hospital last time I did this. And so just so you know, I might be feeling X, Y, Z right now. And that's not about you this is mm-hmm. you know and and how you can help me and how i can help you know like together we can work to bring this birth you know and set your intentions and just have real communication even if it is in a document that you're 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 telling mm-hmm. them your heart and your story in pieces that they are able to connect with you as a person and be able to be moved as as humans for human because they're not the enemy yeah they are there to care right. for you they did go into the medical field to help um even if it is with a different philosophy than most of us that are with this podcast have <laughs> um you know and they have different philosophies they de- have different belief systems and methodologies but we can you know we went there for a reason so How can you move there out of a place of gratitude versus, okay, now I have to go up with my shield up. Because honestly, you're not going to get great care if you're going in with that heart. You know, even if it's perception of the care that you received, um, it's going to color the way you Mm, receive them and the way they receive you. Yeah, and there was this
0: big article in Midwifery Today where it talked about the women who have birth plans, um, even with a midwife have a higher level of dissatisfaction with their births. So there's like Mm. actually like documentation that a a birth plan in the traditional way that we were first talking about when we started this podcast, that kind of birth plan. Right. Not this um, client clarity stuff. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That kind of birth plan has some ill effects. Like it actually tends to breed more dissatisfaction and sense of having been like traumatized than not. So, I can link to that article, too, in the show notes. But it was a really interesting read. Yeah,
1: it sounds like an interesting read for sure. I mean, it makes sense when we start thinking about what we perceive and where our heart is. If we didn't do that other work and we just started talking about the invasive interventions we don't want, um, then you've skipped those steps. You've not been able Mm -hmm. to really get clear and you've not been able to communicate what you're clear on and how you want to feel and what you want to cultivate. Um, And so you're immediately, it's like that self-fulfilling prophecy, you know, like, okay, this is what I expected. This is what I was fighting against. And look, it just happened because really when we didn't take the personal responsibility to do the work before, you know, and, and honestly, you're just kind of handing it over and saying, okay, just you do your job, but don't do these things. And you haven't done your job to do all the things you need to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's that external um, piece that you were talking about at the beginning. So it makes sense that we would see that as a trend of of, uh, outcomes um, being how Mm -hmm. they feel. Yeah, it
0: does. Yeah, it's not really very shocking when you really break it down. (laughs)
1: Mm
0: Yeah. 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 So hopefully this um, gives you all some good food for thought as you're planning your own births. If you're a listener who is pregnant right now, Um, lots of things to think about, lots of different angles to approach it. And Mm -hmm. um, above all else, just trusting that the Holy Spirit collaborates with you in this process, even in, uh, actually, this is one more interesting note that I want to say, I just thought of this. And I have to give credit here to um, the author of one of the first Birth court Christian birth courses I ever became aware of, which I am going to forget the name of right now. Um, shoot, I'll have to look it up. But she wrote about in her little birth class. She talked about the importance of asking the Lord what His vision for your birth is.
1: Yeah, slowing
0: down to just actually ask that question. Okay, Lord, I have some ideas, but actually, do you have a vision for my birth that you'd like to share with me, mm-hmm. or do you have like a value that you are speaking over this birth, and then actually yeah. being quiet long enough to hear that. Um mm-hmm. it would be obviously a very wonderful thing to include in your process of right. coming up with whatever documents you come up with to give to your care right. providers or talk through with your support
1: team. So mm-hmm. yeah. I mean really, it really comes back down to it, like that's the first step, right? That's the mm-hmm. that's the lordship piece of yeah our first step of the way of the hearth matter is like, okay, what is he saying? How can I I worship him in his ways not my own in this space
0: yes so just giving him a chance to speak into it and the name of yeah. that I remember it's called the Heavenly Welcome Kira um, the, the woman who made it is Kira so I just wanted to give credit to her so she was the first person who encouraged me in that way um, yeah so Hi. sisters um, shall we pray them out yes
1: absolutely Yeah just Jesus we just thank you we thank you for guidance we thank you for wisdom and revelation we thank you that ultimately um, no matter what even though we are not in control of our births even though we are not in control of tomorrow um, you are you are sovereign and you are uh, not shaken from your throne there is nothing that can be out us that would surprise you Lord and so I just ask that you would Wash that truth over our listeners, that they would rest in you. And they would know um, that you are a God who sees them. That you are Emmanuel, God with us, just like we we speak of midwives being uh, with women. You are with us. You are with women. You are Emmanuel, God mm-hmm. with us. And so I just ask that that would be the pervading um, theme for our listeners is that they would know that you are with them. They will know that you are Elroy, that you see them and that you are Mm -hmm. uh, a comforter, that you are a guide, that you give wisdom to those who seek you. And so Lord, I just ask that as these women seek you in this beautiful, transforming time of carrying a baby and and preparing to bring forth new life into this world, uh, that you would help them to get clear on the things that they want to cultivate mm-hmm. for their birth um, and for their postpartum and how to set those, those tangible in, intentions that are in interior that can then set them mm-hmm. up to you know, set up those goals that are exterior that they can then begin to um, just have it rightly ordered. Lord, help us to rightly order our birth visions and we just thank you for that. Jesus Amen See you next time Bye
0: Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Holy Wild Birth We hope that you were genuinely encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. If you're loving what you hear, please make sure that you share it, leave reviews, that helps other mamas find this content as well. And don't forget to read the show notes, okay? Because that's where you can find our email address if you want to reach out to us and start a conversation. It's also where you'll find free offerings as well as invitations to work with me and or Lauren. We can't wait to get to know you. See you next week.